everyone, welcome to Ask NBN. I'm Jacob Lazaro, and like everyone on this campus, I've got a net ID and a student email. That standard first name, last name, graduation year at u.northwestern.edu. Simple, right? Not for NBN News section editor Maggie Harden. Maggie, uh, can you talk a little bit about your email? Sure. So my full name is Margaret Harden, so you would expect my email to be margaretharden2020 at u.northwestern.edu. However, there's actually a random dot three at the end of my email, so that made me wonder, does that mean I'm the third Margaret Harden in my class, or is my email just weird? Yeah, so we actually uh, discovered this, and I think it was an editor's meeting, if I'm right. Yeah, absolutely. I had to put my email down and on big lists, and everyone thought it was super weird. I had a dot three at the end of my email. So this is the mystery of Maggie Harden's email, how it ended up with that strange dot three on the end, and what you can do if that happens to you. Northwestern IT's Identity Services Team Manager, Phil Tracy, is the man who can answer these sorts of questions. In fact, he actually helped implement the student Google accounts about 10 years ago. Google had a free offering that not only provided some really decent features as far as graphic user interface and editing and uh, attachments and very modern things that we didn't have in the, in the current system, uh, but it also was free and it let the students keep the email after graduation. Since your Northwestern email address is attached to a Google account, you can actually keep it after you graduate for as long as you'd like. Interestingly, getting a net ID and student email used to be optional up until the mid-1990s. At the old computing center building, you had to show up physically and fill out a paper form saying, yes, please give me a net ID and an email account, and people would process that by hand a few days or a week or two later. There would be lines around the block. But one of the things you could do was write in, I'd like a net ID of, you know, Bob, if your first name is Bob, or something like that. But when we built a system to automate that, it wasn't really practical anymore. But let's move on to Maggie's specific case. How could a student end up with that type of unusual email address, that dot three on the end? Well, if it's a common name, there simply could be other students on campus graduating that same year. Undergraduates are projected to graduate in four years. Some graduate programs take longer. And a couple of programs have asked that we issue email addresses for their entering year, not their expected year mm. graduation. So there is some fuzziness there. If there's not two John Smiths graduating in 2020, maybe there's one graduating in 2020 and one that started in 2020. However, Margaret Harden isn't exactly a common name. In that case, according to Phil, it's most likely a technical glitch. There's a variety of things that could happen. Uh, sometimes people get impatient and hit refresh on the web browser. They click the submit button over and over. Sometimes the network traffic is heavy, sometimes someone's on spotty Wi-Fi and the connection mm -hmm. cuts out momentarily. There's a lot of things that can cause that. And because NUIT doesn't delete these email accounts unless people ask, there's theoretically a Margaret Harden 2020, a 2020.1, a 2020.2, and etc., etc., all on the server right now. That explains why when we emailed those accounts, we got no responses. They would still be there, and as we're hypothesizing here in this case, uh, if that's what happened, then these would just be sitting there unused. Mm. And the same person that comes by next year with that same name will, will get dot four and then dot five and dot six. So what are the remedies to this problem? There's the option of setting an alias for one. Anyone can do that with their Northwestern email account at any time by going online and picking any name as long as it's available. This basically creates two deliverable addresses. It's like having two doors to your house. You go in the back door or the front door, you're in the mm. same house. But what if you were dead set on changing your email address, period, not just creating an alias? Phil says NUIT can help with that as well. People have name changes, gender mm -hmm. changes, they have um, 
health and safety situations where it wouldn't be good for someone to have their email address as their name and they didn't pick that anonymous option at mm -hmm. the beginning. Uh, and the anonymous but, option is just a random Yeah, list. you get like X1, Y2, Z4 or something mm -hmm. instead of something related to your name. So we've definitely accommodated cases like that in the past where it's causing some kind of hardship or disruption for the student. Um, a case like this, I don't know, the person could certainly come in, we'll talk to them and figure out what the best course is. Phil did some background digging, but he could not tell me what happened in Maggie's case due to Northwestern's privacy rules. So Maggie gave him a call. Did he solve the mystery of your email? Yeah, he did. Uh, based on the logs that Phil could see, he said that there were three failed attempts to create my email address before the successful one was made. So that's why the dot three was on the end of it. And when he said that, it made me remember that when I was initially creating my email account, I had to step away in the middle of the process. And when I came back, I wasn't able to resume it without starting it all over. So he thinks that, and maybe a combination of refreshing the page, was what resulted in the multiple failed attempts. So it was basically a glitch. Exactly. Technology can be pretty complicated, and Northwestern's running not one, not two, but three separate email systems. We have Microsoft's Exchange environment for faculty and staff. We have the Google at U accounts for undergraduates, for the law school, and for our most graduate students. And then we have Office 365, which is Microsoft's email offering in the cloud that Kellogg mm -hmm. students are starting to use. So just juggling those can be a challenge sometimes. Phil says there are security and privacy reasons for having the different systems. For example, the university has direct control over the traffic on its Microsoft Exchange accounts, which the Medill Justice Project has requested in the past for students. If conversations were subpoenaed, the university would know about it as opposed to the Google accounts where they might not even be notified. The same goes for um, intellectual property, people doing research on things like uh, Lyrics, the next Lyrica drug, mm -hmm. right, which netted billions for the university. That's the kind of information that you'd want to hold pretty secure. So Maggie, how do you feel about your email now? I definitely feel much better knowing exactly what happened because before it was pretty annoying whenever I would tell someone my email and they'd say, why do you have a dot three at the end of it? And I didn't know. Um, now it's actually kind of funny that I have a unique email, so I definitely feel better now that we know what happened. So do you think you're going to try and change it or just leave it as is? I think I'll probably leave it as is because it sounded pretty complicated to change it and it's honestly not that much of an obstacle in my life right now. Thanks for listening to this episode of Ask NBN. Our music was Funky Chunk and BitQuest by Kevin McLeod at Incompetech.com. You can now hear this and any North by Northwestern podcast on iTunes, so make sure to hit subscribe in your Apple Podcasts app so that you get a notification every time we post a new episode. I'm Jacob Lazaro. I'm Margaret Harden. And this is NBN Podcast.